What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Reality TV Happy Hour. My name is Jordan Parhar, and today we are back talking about Big Brother Canada 5 live on a Wednesday night, a little later than usual, on robhasawebsite.com. Uh, and joining me today are a couple of pals of mine. First is a woman who I, haven't, I don't think I've talked to Neha in so long, and I just spoiled who it is. Uh, but I'm so glad to have her on the podcast because I know she's going to speak her mind and has a lot of opinions about what's going down in the BB Can Odyssey. It is Dr. Neha Serene, ladies and gentlemen. Neha, how's it Hello, going? Hello, everyone. How you doing, Neha? How's, how's, how's life? What's, what, what have you been up to? Uh, working a lot. You know, same old shit. Working. That's it. The question I have is, how do you keep up with, I, I struggle keeping up with BB Can 5, going to school and having a part-time yeah. job. How do you, as a chiropractor, how do you keep up with everything and still work? That's something I um, want to always know. I watch in between patients sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get my like notifications on Twitter because people are like, tweeting me saying, they said this, and what do you think about this? And I'm like, Okay, I gotta go to work, so I can't comment on that right now. But yeah, <laughs> all right, I good try stuff. To keep up. Try to keep up. It's tough, yeah. but but we're hanging in there. Yeah. Uh, and next on the panel is a guy who I know almost pooped his pants uh, when uh, I didn't tweet that he was on uh, this this show tonight. But here he is anyway. It is Alex Kidwell, ladies and gentlemen. Alex, how are you? Uh, this is so typical, Jordan. I make a two-word <laughs> comment. This couldn't be more nonchalant. I'm like, I'm not going to irritate him. I'm going to just very subtly mention that I'm also on the show. You turn it into a whole thing. This is just like, <laughs> this is our relationship in a nutshell. Well, well Alex, it's a given that you're going to be on the show, right? So I just, I, and uh, no, here's the problem. Melissa or Taryn or Brett. Yeah, here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem is that it's the, it's the Twitter characters. I couldn't fit 140 characters and I know, and that's why I didn't attack you. That. I just said, also, Alex Kidwell. I just added my name to that. It's, I don't know why we're having this conversation. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we're, it's all good, buddy. I just wanted to throw you under the bus <laughs> one last time for old time's sake. Uh, well, actually, no, definitely. Uh, that's a lie. I'll throw you under the bus a little bit more before yeah, I uh, You'll before find I'm more opportunities, here. I'm sure. Yes, I will. Uh, just to set things up for you guys, if you're new to this show, we are live on robiswebsite.com. We're going to be talking about the Wednesday night Big Brother Canada 5 episode. Uh, first, we're not going to talk about spoilers for a little bit and then we will get into spoilers later on in the show although i don't know how much there is to spoil at this point uh we are going to be taking your questions as well so if you want to send those in you can tweet me i am at jordan parhar use hashtag happy hour and we will get into those questions throughout the show we've also got the chat room going on rob as a website.com if you can't access that or can't find that you can go to the show page or you can go to chatwing.com slash happy hour uh before we start guys i just wanted to say a special thank you to people who have been reaching out to me uh the past couple of days i did announce on the last podcast that i did that this is my last season of doing the happy hour uh so i just want to thank everybody for all of the kind messages and emails and things i, I have people from uh like denmark and greece and australia people like all around the world reaching out so crazy right? uh, yeah that's that was really touching and really really great reading all of those messages and i and 
I tried res uh, responding to everybody. So if I didn't get back to you, I'm sorry. Uh, but I just wanted to thank you guys. It really means a lot. Uh, but we're going to have a lot of fun the rest of the season. This is, this is going to be good. So uh, let's talk about this episode, guys. I don't really know. I guess we can start with uh, the, the last thing we saw in the episode there, Neha. Uh, Cindy has been uh, put on the block. I mean, technically not a backdoor because she played in the veto, but essentially a backdoor. Yeah, She's blindsided here by this. Um, after the whole Netta situation, I, talk to me about this, Neha. I mean, I was on the podcast last week with Peely and Ashley Mumsy, and I was saying, you know what? This is a good move for Cindy. Yes, she takes out an ally, but taking out Netta, taking out Netta. Yeah, it'd be partially because I, I said it was a good move. We said it was a good move partially, and this is partially why. Partially was because from Cindy's perspective, I thought, okay, she wants to, she's gonna, she wants to make this big move for her resume. She wants to try to save the six and save the. And she figured I got to get rid of one of Ika or Netta in order to save this thing. I think the thing Cindy did not realize, or maybe I just, maybe Cindy wasn't thinking this and this is just where I was coming from. I thought Cindy was thinking, Hey, I want to save the six. The only way to save this Alliance is by getting rid of one of Ika or Netta. She wanted to get rid of Netta and she got rid of her. Ultimately, that was not in the cards because there was no saving this Alliance. It was beyond saving entirely. Yeah. So yeah. Talk to me about this move here, Neha. Is this move that bad of a move for Cindy here? Because yeah. I, I feel like she just had a lot of bad luck with everything that happened no. this episode. Like, what she, do you think? Okay, I think, honestly, Cindy was playing the best game in the house mm -hmm. until she got the HOH. She was, it, like, it, was it Cindy? Was it a stranger that I don't even know? That's what I was feeling. I was like, <laughs> fuck, this girl is killing it. Cindy's gonna sit in the final two guaranteed because there was no reason for her not to. Like she had so many allies. Um, and I just think that this was the most, st the stupidest move because why would you put up someone who is not gonna put you on the block? And Netta wasn't gonna, like Netta could have put up so many other people prior to putting up Cindy. So if, if that's what you're like, so that even wasn't even Cindy's head. Um, Cindy, I think the reason why Cindy did it was for three reasons, and like it's uh, this makes me sad. But one is because she wanted to have the title of "I took out Queen Netta out of Big Brother," right? Which fair enough, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of people would want to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, two, I think she kind of played on perhaps the idea of maybe people not liking Netta on the outside world based on, and she probably, they probably knew that based on the crowds cheering and we know playing it, you know, who's liked and who's not liked. Yes. So that could be a factor. And the third factor I think is that like, you know, um, Aika's a really, really intimidating person. And even in real life, like not having her on your side, I'm sure, you know, you've seen some interactions, like people don't want that. So I could kind of maybe feel that she probably felt that intimidation when that kind of like that really really is like really sucks if that's the case but i could just knowing them both of them i kind of think that might be a situation in there and it might be a situation in there for everyone because like i've seen other conversations that i just had with like bruno and kevin and like they don't like really say anything back to her because she has that personality um so i think those are the reasons why cindy did it and i don't think it was of a benefit to her because and the reality is, is that even though she was the HOH, that's always going to be seen as Ika's, Ika's move. If you go to final two, if Cindy and if Cindy and Ika were to go to final two, Ika can say, I took out Netta. Cindy, Cindy can't say it, like realistically. And it's not even us watching, knowing what's happened outside from an outside perspective. We just saw it today. Kevin said it too. Like her own allies said it. Um, 
So I personally think like it was a really, really bad move because why not keep two enemies in the house? Right. Yeah. I, I mean, what Bruno had laid out for, her, I think, made a lot of sense. I just don't know if Cindy I, I, I do think out of those three things, I think the the audience it was probably the biggest because those cheers, Neha, and we weren't in the house, so we don't know how loud they were, mm-hmm. but they must have been, been huge. Like, I, I mean, I know when I got voted out. It was like, yeah, like people were going crazy. It was so loud. So we could hear that. Mm-hmm. And it was almost the same. So I imagine when, you know, when there were the boos coming in, uh, when Netta was talking during her speech and or even when she was just trying to, you know, what she felt in the competition and all that stuff. So I think for Cindy, it definitely, yeah, all three of those factors, I think it makes a lot of sense there. Mm-hmm. Neha. And I, I think the other thing I want to ask you about too is how much do we want to credit Ika's social game for this move? Because I think, Really, that is the one thing that I didn't see coming this season. I knew Ika had some, you know, good ideas and she had some plans in season two that, you know, she tried to implement. She just had some bad luck and it didn't go her way. But I didn't see this kind of social game from Ika. I genuinely think, I mean, even though Netta was it was never, uh, you know, saying she wanted to go after uh, Cindy, I think Cindy just she just want not she didn't want to just make Ika happy because she was scared of her. I think she just was like, "Hey, like Ika's my friend. I gotta that do knew. this for my friend. Yeah. I owe her this, right?" Um, so what do you uh, what do you think about Ika's social so, game this season? Man, I I can't even believe like how how she's playing. It's it's impeccable. It's so erratic, but it's working to like it's just so amazing. It's a beautiful to watch because. How did she, how did Aika get someone who, when she walked in the house, they have a pre-non-friendship. How did you get that person to make such a move? It's literally like the analogy I could use is, imagine you and Cindy were in a house together again. Yeah. In what world would Cindy be able to um, get you to do something like that? Yeah. Happen, no, right? no, 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 and, and vice and vice versa. Cindy would never do something I would want her to do. Like so, that is really a testament to like how Ika's playing. It's very erratic, very like all over the place. But she, like, even she, even Cindy had Bruno telling her like, "Don't do this." But I, I honestly think Cindy just wanted to make a big move. But like, and that's why it it's it kind of blew up because it's literally not her move, and it wasn't even if it was her move. I think it still would have been a bad move. Like say Aika wasn't like telling right. Cindy if, to do it. Sure. I still think it would have been a bad move for Cindy because it didn't make sense for her to take out Netta at that point. And guess what? Netta is obviously going to be the one person that people want to take out. Why take her out at 11? There's going to be other people that want to take her out no matter what. Take, let them do it. She's yeah. not going to put you up. She has seven other people that she could put up over you. Like yeah, it, I, it, I, I, it didn't make any sense. No, I think, sense. yeah, I think Cindy, if Cindy needed to watch, I'm trying to think, she needed to watch uh, Survivor Cambodia, Alex Kidwell, uh, because, and see what Jeremy Collins did with all these meat shields in front of him. Like, I think if Cindy would have saw that, like, hey, the idea of having these big targets in here is really going to help your game, especially when the target on you is so small. I think that was the biggest difference. We're talking about how good of a game Cindy was playing this go around, Neha, is that so good and- it's the target, right? She was, yeah. she had 
the target was nothing. It was yeah. zero. And the reason why she struggled so much last time was because the entire time that target was massive. She had a huge bullseye on her back. Part of it was that there weren't a lot of big personalities on our season. So, so Cindy kind of stuck, you know, she st- stuck out like a sore thumb a little bit. Mm-hmm. And part of it is, you know, her coming back and these big moves and all this stuff. But this time when she was just chilling and just hanging out, there's so many easy big people around. I mean, especially when you already have lost Gary and Cass, yeah. you know, two big names. I feel like, yeah, keeping Netta would have been huge for, for Cindy's game here. Um, she, she could have gotten away with not even putting up Netta or Ica. Exactly. Like, oh, God, Karen. I'm so scared. I can't do this. You guys are yeah. life. I want the six to work. Put up Dre or William. Like, they're not in your alliance. Why the fuck would you not put them up? Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know, but uh, I mean, double evictions are hard. Uh, so I, I, I see the, you know, the high pressure situation. She was in a tough call. I really do think is that audience that put her over the top. I think if you, if you're on the fence and the audience is cheering for you to do something, you want to make Canada happy. Uh, well, I think especially if you've spent your whole life at pageants, you know, I think that's probably a factor yes. here. It's like Cindy won HOH and turned into that six-year-old girl at a pageant. It was just like, I want to like please everybody. And there it was. But yeah, that's not how you win this game. I think like the mm-hmm. important thing here is like Big Brother is almost a game you have to play in three separate phases. I mean, that's really how you have to look at it. Like there is an, a beginning, a middle and an end game and they have to kind of be played differently. You know, the beginning, you just want to make sure you're not on anyone's radar. Like just don't be one of like two targets for anybody. Just make sure you're pretty good with every, everybody. Uh-huh. Somebody else is going to do something that makes them stand out, you would think. So just try not to pop up on anyone's radar early. The mid game, like this point, what you need to be doing is – like selective winning of HOH to take out the people that are going to take you out with their HOH. Like exactly exactly that, like nothing else. Like if there's someone who's a big target, but they're not coming at you, let someone else get them with their HOH. That's an HOH you don't need to win Uh in the end game. That's when you need to be like going big game hunting. And I think, yeah, that's, that's the problem is that Cindy just way, way too soon to take out a piece. And that is even telling her that's the, that's the part that to me is the most glaring that Ned is saying like, Cindy, if you do this, you know, Dylan, like Dylan doesn't have your back. Like, why would you take me out when Dylan is going to put you up? There are people that would put you up in this house, get rid of them. She didn't do it. And I mean, God, the very next head of household is Dylan. And Mm -hmm. here we are. Well, well, let's talk about Dylan in this decision here, because from my perspective here, Neha, I feel like for Dylan, I mean, as much as Cindy made a blunder here with this, I mean, she put herself in a situation where she's on top and now she's, you know, essentially backdoor and out of the house, which is really unfortunate for her. But I don't think this is entirely on Cindy here because I don't know, like, was this really the best move for Dylan? Like, I feel like if you're Dylan and I love I love Kevin and Bruno. They're my boys. I have a team Kevin shirt here. I don't know if you Uh can see that. Uh, But, you know, would it not have made sense for Dylan to say, you know what? Uh, Let's just put Kevin or Bruno on the block here. Like, if I'm not going to put up Ica, why not put Uh one of those two guys up? At least Cindy. Cindy's not gunning for. Well, I guess neither Kevin and Bruno. But I mean, is Cindy really that much of a threat to your game if you're Dylan, Neha? That's the well, thing. They're not gunning for him either. He's just so erratic yeah, with his decision. He, yeah, like this guy's sitting in the middle. So essentially he could have literally picked any side, right? Yeah. But what he's done here now is he says he's made a deal with four people. I guess Bruno and Kevin were two of those people. So right. he's not going back on his word. But at the same time, it's very obvious season three is together. Yes. They get one of their allies. And it's very, very and it's obviously very clear to him because Bruno is campaigning against I got for Cindy. Very, very clear. When they were having that little I guess when Netta was about to go on the block time, we, we showed this, they showed the scene, season three is upstairs together. 
Bruno's in Cindy's ear saying, don't put up Netta. Kevin's there just fucking sitting around doing nothing, but he's still with them, right? Season three is together. It's very apparent. So therefore, he's still breaking up the three without, without infuriating Kevin and Bruno, who he has a deal with. So I think it is a safest move for him to do, although he could have gone either way because he's literally sitting in the middle. Yeah, Alex, what's your take on this? Like how close, I mean, we saw in the episode, we didn't even really see on the episode tonight, Dylan even talking about putting up Bruno or Kevin, but there was a point in time where that was a thing, no? Well, it was something I think that he was thinking about, but to do so, he would have to break that deal he made. And ultimately it just comes back to, you know, people weren't even really pushing it too hard because they kept saying, like, I know you're, you know, a man of your word, so I'm not going to try to. And, like, he really did kind of, you know, keep coming back to this. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm someone with integrity and my my word and my honor, and this means something to me. And, like, you know, he's even, like, you know, in conversation with Dre, he says, like, yeah, the two of us were the only two who can, like, really say that we've been honest this entire time. And I think that really is important to him. So once he made that deal that four people are going to be safe, he he – he considered it a few times, I think, going back on it, but he never really was going to do it. And like, <clears throat> excuse me, whether or not it's good for him, I mean, it's hard to say because he doesn't really think about things necessarily in the way I think about Big Brother. I mean, he's thinking about like, who's done me wrong? And like, that's not really the way I would play, you know, like, but that's the way some people play. But I would be looking at like, who need like Kevin and Bruno have nothing. And like they they actually need an ally like the people Dylan is gravitating to Ika and Dimitri and Karen like, you know, Karen kind of maybe needs them. But a lot of these people don't need them like they're pretty they're pretty well off with numbers already. So like if you look at it that way, maybe he should have gone with the other side. But he feels really slighted by those guys after they didn't protect him and Emily and they had a deal. So that's, a, you know, a big piece of this. Uh, it doesn't matter. He's good with everyone. He's at this point. He's good with everyone right now. He is. He is. Yeah, which well, is how? What? Like that is happen. what blows my mind. Is yes, Neha. How are we living in a world where Dylan is in one of the best positions in the house? He's what? In the best position. He's he, alive. Who's coming he's, for him? Nobody. Not one person. What? What? He just won HOH. He just said, hey, guys, ask me. Can they, Hey, uh, can you just give me HOH, please? I really want this. And he whined for like four four hours. And they're like, OK, fine. We'll give it to you. So he gets HOH. He breaks. He gets rid of Cindy. And nobody's mad at him. He's fine. And nobody's. It's, it's just crazy. Uh, so uh, <laughs> how, how did we get here, Alex kid? Well, what, like what? Why is Dylan? In, how did Dylan get in this position? I mean, I think it's a lot of just very just confusing gameplay this season. I mean, a lot of people just doing a lot of things that I think normally shouldn't work. Like, you know, like what Ike is doing is like kind of like what Audrey did. Like she just played so hard so fast and like really talked to everyone and turned everyone against each other. Like that was that didn't last six weeks or five weeks. You know, I mean, barely lasted three weeks. And then they decided to just keep her around as a target for a couple more. But for whatever reason, this season. You know, a lot of these new players, like Dre is a good example, I think, of someone that she wants to work with people that she likes rather than people who might, like, positionally get her further in the game. Like, she's interested in who's being real with me and who's who do I like and want to spend time with. And that's just kind of a different approach. You know what I mean? Like, that is, like, how you get an alliance to the end. Like that's almost like kind of like the friendship in BB six where like, we're not really thinking about the individual. We're kind of thinking about the collective. And I think like, that's kind of how some of these people are seeing this game. Like whether it's Dimitri I, I would, or Dylan I, I, or Dre, they want, 
they want to get their people and like just go to war and keep it the rest of the way. And they just once they have that, they're not like that open to deviation. It's just things have been crazy. I would argue, though, when you're playing your first time, I think that is what most people naturally gravitate towards. I think that's something that eventually I did. That's something that Neha, you did. Right. You were working with people that you just naturally, you know, that you liked. I mean, I think that our whole our whole come on, our whole cast did that. That's true. Yeah. Our whole, our whole season did that. Yeah. Chop shop, exact same thing. We all did that on our season. So I don't know if that's specific to this game, but I do think that that's the difference between players that are are going through this thing. The first go round compared to people that are playing a second time, especially at this point of the game, I think perhaps we'll see a change and a shift once we get down to the nitty gritty a little bit more. Uh, But right now, uh, you know, I think it's just a natural inclination when you're in there, you're going to like, you're going to work with people that you like because there's, that's, yeah. Right. That's right. the beauty of well, that's the beauty of Big Brother. It's, it's actually really a testament of what really happens in the real world. Like you, like if you think about it, like people connect with certain types of people. This is, and sometimes it is the same people that you would connect with on the outside world. So that's why it's so interesting having people that came back that already know each other and how their connection would grow. And if you think about it, Aika, how, how she's been playing so erratically, had zero connection to any of these people was not friends with one of the people that went back into the house. And that's that- why it's so interesting to see like how they, they came together and then how she doesn't really trust people. She never trusted Netta. They didn't have a relationship. They were on the same season. They didn't have a real relationship outside the house. Therefore, there's a good chance you're not going to trust someone that you don't trust outside the house or have something with outside the house. That's why she's always been so questionable. Like if these people are not my friends in real life, how are they going to be friend- with friends with me in the game? Therefore, that's why Kevin, Cindy, Bruno, they have a good relationship because, hey, they are real friends on the outside. Therefore, they can take that trust and bring it into the game and then cut each other, screw each other when they need to. Yeah, yeah, no, to- totally. Yeah, it's something to consider for sure. And it's interesting, though, because you see, like, I-, I don't think Gary had a lot of relationships going in. I don't think Cass had a lot of relationships no. going in. D- Dallas, same thing. So it's interesting that Ika is the one who has emerged of that group. I mean, that, yes, that you know, the ones hope. that were friends, you know, they made it through to jury. But once that happened, Ika's really the one who's risen to the top here. Um, well, I mean, we should say again, for the record, like, huge huge veto win for Dimitris because this could have been a very bad week for this could have been a potentially bad week for Ika uh the fact that even Dimitris won and it's ironic that Cindy tried to argue like Cindy was part of convincing Dylan not to put Ika and Dimitris up together so she actually kind of like helped bury herself a little bit where if they had gone up together one member of that showmance is gonna go home but the fact that they don't go up together and then he's scared to then flip it around like this ends up screwing Cindy why did Cindy why did why did Cindy do that Alex um trying to to save the five still like she that was you know that's gonna be like Cindy's epitaph is like died trying to save the five which was like it was too late you know like Ika and Dimitri have already decided we're not working with Kevin and Bruno Kevin and Bruno are like done with Ika she betrayed Netta and Cindy's still just trying to like hold these pieces together and the problem is that those pieces are no longer really like Kevin and Bruno tried to do some work to, to save Cindy and to, you know, not get her on the block, but Ike has thrown her under the bus. I couldn't care. And that just, again, goes to speak to why you let Ike and Netta go after each other, because mm-hmm. now with Netta gone, Ike has no reason to need, if she doesn't need Cindy. I mean, she's got, that's the beauty of Ike's position right now. Everyone wants to work with her. Um, you know, and, and that's really what I was talking about earlier with like, you know, like for example, uh, you know, Dre says like, 
Well, Ica lied to me, but I really like Ica, and you know, I trust her. As opposed to like, well, Kevin lied to me, and I just can't forgive that. Kevin is someone I can't trust and can't work with in this game. So mm-hmm. it's interesting how like Ica, her personality is like opening doors for her that isn't there for other people. But as a result, like she doesn't need Cindy. Cindy can go. <laughs> crazy, crazy, a crazy game. I mean, but good on Ica for you know just willing to cut people left and right in order to protect herself mm-hmm. like that. Um, something that I you know I, I just just thought about just now, Neha, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the reason why Cindy wanted to keep this five so close and why she just didn't give up on it is because last time. All Cindy wanted was an alliance and that's all she wanted. And she just couldn't get it. She just kept trying to grasp one and she just couldn't really, I mean, she had like B and Sarah kind of, but not, you know, nothing really that solid. Do you think that's why Cindy was so adamant on trying to keep that group together? No, I don't think so. I think like she, I think she had a solid alliance in Kevin and Bruno. I think those three are a hundred percent of threesome. And I think she, she fully believes that too. So, so just the Ica connection then. You just said the power think, of Ica Wong. Honestly, like, man, I, I, I feel, yeah, there's a little bit. And it comes from, like, yeah, just, like, you know, we're friends again and, like, whatever. I hope that's not the case. But I think she's yeah. realizing now that it's a game. and It's a crazy game. I do. Crazy, crazy game. Uh, so, uh, I mean <laughs> – is there any play for Cindy at this point, Neha? Like, what do you do if you're in Cindy's position? As someone who also got, I mean, you had much less time. You had mm-hmm. two minutes, uh, <laughs> if that. Uh, what, do you, what, what, is the, what is the play for Cindy in, in this spot? Is it, I feel like there's Everything nothing she can really do. Everything and anything. I'm sorry. If it is your second time going in, you go, you, whatever it, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Um, she needs to come up with something. She needs to pull a Dan Beasley. And, like, figure some shit out. I don't know what it is. I tweeted it out. I'm like, Cindy needs to, like, fake an injury or something crazy. She just, like, there's, you, at this point, you kind of know I don't have any hope. So just do whatever you can. Like, blow someone else up. I don't, I don't even know. She just has to. If you know you're going to, if you have a feeling that you're going to go home and it's looking, your odds are against you. At this point, you've played for the second time. You just, you got to do whatever you can do. I don't know. I don't know what that is. But she needs, if it's, if it's. If it's unconventional, let it be unconventional um, because trying to play on people's emotions, crying and shit, that's not working. Trying to like reason with them saying, I will vote for you in the end. I will be an ally. I won't target you. Well, you're not going to target me if you get the next HOH. But you know what I mean? Like, like sometimes like reasoning with people is not enough. Many a times it's not enough. Therefore, go out guns blazing. I mean, come on. You went into this game for the second time. Do whatever it takes. If any, yeah, if <laughs> if anybody can go out guns a blazing, it's Cindy. So yeah, I, I, she I do. Needs to. She, needs she needs to. to. Yeah, she's she needs just gotta to go. Blow up whoever she needs to blow up. And if if it comes down to her really not, yeah, I don't know. Really, really, like she's gonna go home. Then she needs to like throw whoever she needs to throw under the bus, which I'm sure she's already trying to do, like with Ica and stuff, which is which is exactly what she should be doing. Um, and. She needs to like do something a very unconventional. Like I don't, I don't know. I, I say that because I feel like that's the only option a second player has to kind of like just pull something out of their ass if they have to. Right. And like she needs to like somehow or like target Jackie in a way where I don't know. I don't, I, Our- I don't know what it is, but like 
you got to think of something. Eventually. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll talk about uh, Cindy's campaigning when we get to the live feeds a little bit. Before we get to that, I guess the other major story tonight is, uh, and I, I can't believe we, I guess we haven't already got to it, is the the secret veto. Uh, it makes okay. a return to BB Can Five, mm-hmm. uh, and William is the one who finds that. Uh, that was a. I mean, I, I think it, Alex, correct me if correct me if I'm wrong, but that came out on feeds like just today, right? That he William was the one who found it. Yeah, this is apparently why feeds were down. A lot of people are complaining about feeds being down pretty much like all day Monday and then the veto meeting being really, really late. And this is apparently why that this like cleaning task combined with William finding this thing was going on early Monday morning. So what do we think? What do we think about uh, about this secret veto here? Neha? William is already he has two veto ceremonies to use it. He didn't use it at this one. So he right. has to use it next week. Um, yeah. But then it's a secret like he doesn't know or sorry, he knows he has it, but like he can use it. Uh, but nobody's going to know that he was the one who used it. Did you catch that part? Yeah, yeah I caught that part. Um, but they didn't explain what kind of veto it is, right? They did not. That's it. But I mean, to me, they didn't explain what kind of veto it is, which at first makes me think, okay, it's a normal veto. But if, uh, and this is something that I saw uh, Stina Nitz on Twitter point out is if William hypothetically uses the veto, let's say, uh, I don't know, let's say Kevin's on the block next week and William is off the block. William uses the veto secretly and he saves Kevin, but then the HOH names William as the replacement nominee. Like the, he has a veto, so oh, yeah. he, can't go, he, can't, he can't go up, right? But if he can't go up and like, let's say, let's say hypothetically, he probably picks it. He probably picks the replacement. Right. That would have to make sense. Yeah. I feel like he's he the one who's got to be the one he who, and that is a huge power because in true BB can fashion. We don't really know. To be honest we don't know. It's, it's one or the other. Yeah. I, I think, I think production might have said, okay, here's the rules. And then they announce this, whatever. And then who knows, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe I'm not giving them enough credit, but maybe they said, okay, yeah, this is great. We'll make it a secret. Nobody will know. But then they didn't realize, oh crap, what happens if the HOH wants to nominate William? We can't expose him. So I would imagine yeah, this is going to be some sort of power where he gets to pick. So, exactly. uh, it's all for nothing anyway, because as we saw, if William uses his secret power secretly, Karen's going to immediately go, William, that was you. <laughs> William, because she saw him come out of the wall. Yeah. So, it's yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. So what do we well, first off, what do we think about this twist, Neha? Do you like this? I mean, it, I like it. I, I like I mean, I like the idea of it's a it's like a coup d'etat type of thing. Basically, I like that. I like that twist. Um but it's all dependent on like who's on the. I don't even know if he would use it. Like it all depends right? on who's the HOH. Like who's gonna put up William? That's like, the thing. William's not gonna be on the block. No. So no. the only person like he would want to save would be Dre. I think maybe Kevin if he's like under Kevin's like spell. But like who even knows? Or you know like probably wouldn't because he's too much already thinking. I look like a fool on TV because of Kevin. Right, mm-hmm. I think he's thinking that, right? But uh, he, well, he is. But then, uh, I, I, so I don't know. That well, hold on, hold on. Let's let's just let's just open things up to the live feed so, so that Alex can yeah. talk about what went on today. So, okay. uh, if you do not want to know spoilers in terms of what down what went down in the live feeds, uh, we will bid you farewell right now. Uh, but the veto ceremony has already happened, so you're not really going to miss. Uh, you're not being spoiled on too much by sticking around. So just stick around. Uh, All right, before we move forward, we're just going to take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Oh, yeah. 
Alex Kidwell. So talk to me today about the developments between Kevin and William, because I saw uh, that there was a conversation where William kind of came clean about a few things. And it seems like the trust there is building a bit. Yeah, well, I mean, the big thing that came out, uh, they spent a lot of time together today, Kevin and William talking. William told Kevin a lot. Kevin told William every detail he could think of about his game up to this point, which is good for Kevin. Kevin needs to, you know, he needs that relationship. It's a life raft for him right now because him and Bruno are drowning. They're on an island by themselves. Everyone wants to target them pretty much. Uh, So besides maybe the person who survives the block this week, um, either Cindy or Jackie is probably going to work with Bruno and Kevin. And by the way, that's the move for Cindy. What she did is, you know, right after the, the ceremony, she was crying and she went up to Dylan and, you know, said, I could betray me and stuff. First of all, Dylan's already nominated you. It doesn't matter what he thinks at this point. His power is done. So don't worry about the HOH. That's over. Second, Ika is the power in the house right now. That's not who you should be throwing under the bus. Cindy needed to flip. Because the person she's on the block against, Jackie, is also loyal to Kevin and Bruno and spends Uh all her time with them. So it's a very, very easy sell for Cindy, if she hasn't already tried to bury Ika unsuccessfully, to go up there and say, Ika, Dimitri, Dre, William, I'm with you guys 100%. If you keep Jackie, and I know you guys hate Jackie already, Ika clearly hates Jackie, then she's going to work with Bruno and Kevin. I will not. Like, present yourself as the anti-Bruno-Kevin option. That's what you have to do at this point if you want to stay. She didn't do it, and that's why. I think that was her only move. But Yeah, that's 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 really interesting. I didn't even think about that because yeah. I thought, okay. Cindy's the got are with Ika. There's nothing you can do yeah. about that. What yeah. you have to do then is be Ika's bitch, basically. That's the move. That's all you can do. Yeah, that's a good point. And also, too, I mean, Ika has uh, Ika and Jackie. I know they kind of like kind of squash their beef, but Ika doesn't Can't really care. Real. She not yeah. Jackie. Ika doesn't like Jackie. So, yeah, if you are Cindy, I do think that yeah, there you go. Alex Kidwell just laid it out there for Bam. us. Uh, thank you. Well done, Alex. So, I, I mean, you. I don't know. But Cindy hasn't tried doing this yet. No, she hasn't tried. And like I said, I think because the first thing she did was go up there and say, Ika betrayed me. And then Dylan said, hey, Ika, Cindy just said she like betrayed her. And like Ika's like done with it. I don't think there's, that's repairable anymore because Cindy, you know, struck first. Jackie was just doing nothing. And by doing nothing, she looks less threatening now, I think. Yeah. Um, Whereas, like, if Cindy had, you know, appealed and then Jay, it's like, well, you know, why make a deal with Jackie when Cindy's like begging me for a deal, you know? But Cindy didn't really do that. Uh, but going back to the Kevin and William thing, basically, the big thing that came out of that that hadn't come out before because we did see that Dre said, yes, Netta revealed the six, but, you know, Ike had already told me about that. So Dre didn't really care about that. The thing that Ike didn't reveal, Remember that whole thing that like the show made a big deal of about how William was going to I'll get you, Kevin, you little bitch. And William was going to put him on the block or put Bruno on the block secretly. And it was all about like they let's convince Kevin that it's going to be Jackie, but it's really Bruno. The person that the show, the edit made it seem like Kevin just sniffed that out. Something's fishy about this. I just couldn't do it. In reality, it was Ika who ran that information back to Kevin and said, Kevin, like the morning of Kevin, don't use the veto. Yeah. They're a hundred percent for sure going to use, going to uh, put Bruno up. They're playing you. William's lying to you. He's saying it's going to be Jackie. That's the information that came out today that Kevin shared with William. And now William is really, really anti Ica because he realizes like, Oh, Ike has been lying as much as these people that she's convincing us to hate. The only difference is like, she has a ton of allies and like, why wouldn't I work with Ke- Kevin wants to work with me. Ike has plenty of people she'd work with before me. And William is like smart enough and knowledgeable enough in this game to realize like, 
I probably like I'm in a good position now, but in a few weeks I might find myself like with nobody left to go after Ica with me. So he might be looking at, I mean, it's really creating a rift in the, you know, William and Dre relationship that's been so solid because Dre is still adamant that she wants to take out Bruno. She can't work with Bruno. She wants to work with Ica no matter what happens. And William is kind of more reacting to what he's seeing and realizing that those numbers aren't good for him long term. So is William with, is, is he with Kevin, do we think now? I think if next week William, if next week Bruno and Kevin went on the block, William would use the same Kevin. I absolutely absolutely think that right now. Yes. Wow. Wow. There we go. And and then he would name Ica as the replacement if he has the power to do so. He's ready to go at Ica, and he also he's so over Karen. Like he's tired of uh, him, you know, because Kevin doesn't really say it. Like, but if I was in Kevin's shoes with all this trash Karen talks about him, I would be saying stuff. But Kevin doesn't, so it's then funny to hear William just like, "Shut up, Karen! Shut up! Shut the hell up! I I cannot deal." (laughs) Like, and Kevin's just laughing. He's loving it because it's like the stuff Kevin should be saying but isn't saying because he's too nice. But (laughs) it is funny. So yeah, William is like he's getting fed up with that like side of the house. And yeah, he seems to be spending a lot more time with Kevin. He wants to work with Kevin and Bruno. He's trying to convince Dre to work with Kevin and Bruno. She's just not like ready to flip on Ica yet. Oh, wow. And I also think that Dre is very much conscious of the fact that William does have, um, you know, interest in Kevin. And she's thinking he's just being a little, you know, starstruck or not starstruck, lovestruck boy. And he's into Kevin. And honestly, the reality is, is that, Kevin and William will have a stronger bond than Kevin and Dre will ever have. Kevin and Bruno will have a stronger bond than Bruno and Dre will ever have. So that's kind of like, you know, she's got to think about that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, I I did not realize that William was that anti, uh, Ica moving forward Mm -hmm. here inside of the house. So that's, I believe uh, earlier today he said I was spit on her. Oh geez, William! I believe that actually came oh. out like there was, cool. to the point where like oh, some he said people, some like, stuff about her. People on Reddit were like very anti William about the things he was like. Granted, I can dish it out. Like y'all don't have to worry about Ica. She can take yeah, care of I herself. Feel, like, I no, Ica can dish it out with the best of them. Yeah, but yeah, William. Was, I, I am. I am worried for Will stuff today. I am worried for William post show because once Ica hears that, he's <laughs> a dead man. <laughs> don't you ever cross Ika Wong, man. That's a mm. rule number one. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Poor William. Uh, and poor, and it sucks for Ika, too, that he's saying that kind of stuff. But, uh, uh, well, but it is. Fair, it's all fair game in the game, I think. It's true. It is. It's true. It is true. But it is interesting now. Like, uh, Dre, you know, it, it seemed like Dre was like, yeah, we got to get Bruno and Kevin out. And now – you know, it's it's working a little bit because she still wants Bruno out next. Like, that ain't changing, I don't think. Like, if Dre wins, it's interesting. Going into tomorrow, like, it looks like Cindy's probably done. So, but either, if it was Cindy or Jackie, I think the outcome's still the same. There's eight people going into the competition. I think four of them would go after Ike and Dimitri, and four of them would go after Kevin and Bruno. Like, I think it's oh very interesting God. as it shakes up. Because that's, the you know, when I was looking at it today, it's like Kevin, Bruno, Jackie, and William, like, I think they want Ike and Dimitri and then like Dre, uh, Dylan's not playing Karen. Uh, Ike, uh, Dimitri. Ike, uh, Dimitri would obviously target Kevin and Bruno. So yeah, it is very interesting. I don't know that that's necessarily how we go down, but that seems like the most straightforward thing right now. And it's funny because like William and Dre have been the closest allies this whole game, but they're on opposite sides of how they feel about who should go next. Um, because yeah, but Dre is like not saying Bruno, then Kevin, she's saying Bruno, then like maybe Karen or Dimitri or something. So it, you know, Kevin might've found some, like found a crack he can wiggle through here. 
Okay. All right. That's like, what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. It's possible that Bruno goes down with the ship, but Kevin's able to like um, turn this into something. Like he's he's found new life in this game. I think. Okay. Well, tomorrow will be uh, will be fascinating to watch. Uh, Neha, let's let's just quickly talk about just all, all the the or Bruno and Kevin because we really, we talked about Ike. We talked about Cindy. You very uh-huh. you're friends with Bruno and Kevin as well. Yeah. Uh, how do you think uh, Brevin is playing so far in this game? And did you see that video yesterday that was out where uh, Kevin and Bruno were in the bedroom together? And they, <laughs> Kevin's like, I'm going to tell a story. This is the story of Bruno and Ke- two guys, Bruno and Kevin, and how terrible they are at Big Brother. <laughs> and it went on for like five minutes. It was very funny. I recommend you check that out. It's, that. Oh, yeah, it's so it's so yeah, it's on uh, it's on Kevin's uh, Kevin's Twitter account. The person running his Twitter tweeted that out. Okay. But what do you yeah, what do you you think about uh how where kevin and bruno are at and, and how they're playing this game so far oh man um i think so far they've played really really well i think that they are an actual like true alliance um like it was like i think they're really really solid more so than you know i think they Cindy was the third wheel in that alliance mm-hmm. um and you know i think they've done well together i think i i feel like for me I think Bruno's played a more like, um, like Kevin, Kevin has said, like, you know, Kevin came on initially in the game and he was like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes, blah, 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 blah. But what are you willing to do, Kevin? You're willing to have a showmance with a guy and then go in the DR and say, oh, it's all for my game, when really... You like it. You really yeah. like it. <laughs> <laughs> you something else. You know what's up. And then, no, like he actually has developed like a friendship. Yeah, he likes like, him. How could you not? How could mm. you not? It's great. That's fine. But then he's willing to go in the DR and say shit like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes in like a much nicer way because he has like, the best personality. But then when it comes down to it, really are you? Because he had a chance to speak up when Bruno spoke up to Cindy and said, hey, Cindy, please don't do this this Netta thing. But Kevin fucking stood there like a little shit and didn't open his mouth. Why? Excuse me. Like, so you're willing to like, so what are you willing to do? You're not willing to save your people. You're not willing to save your people. And sorry, in an alliance, you need those people to help you get through. So maybe they wouldn't feel like they're down and out if they still had Netta in the house. Like, I believe me, like I'm happy that it wasn't Aika that went home. Like, you know what I mean? Because it could have been either Aika or Netta. Right. But at the same time, like for the three, for season three, who I'm also rooting for quite a bit, like it was, it was stupid of them to, to let Netta go. Yeah. Shouldn't have let oh, that totally. Happen. And totally. It, and, and, it, and it does come down to things like this. Like Kevin, you're not willing to open your mouth because you're scared other people are going to see. Buddy, everybody knows that season three is together. Like it's called, it was called from day one. Like, like, you know what, chill, like actually do something for your people. And that's what I'm kind of just like, you know, like you say these things, like you're willing to do this, this, that, and the other, but you're really not. Whereas Bruno is willing to, and sticking his neck out on the line, Bruno's going to, um, uh, what's his face, Dylan, Dylan. saying, mm-hmm. hey, put up Ica, don't put up Cindy. Like, you know, it, that, that's more a little more respectable to me in the sense of saving your alliance member if, if, they, if they really are your alliance member. Whereas Kevin's not doing that, but like Kevin, no one's stupid. So it's like, you might as well just do it. You might as well have opened your mouth to Cindy and said, Cindy, you're fucking up. Don't do this. And he didn't do that. Yeah, that that was the thing watching the episode. And yeah, you tweeted about that. I tweeted about that. I was like, Kevin, I love you, but you should have spoken up during that double. Um, I mean, I, I, yeah, I really. And that's something I'll ask Kevin post show. Playing it too safe. Playing it too, like, 
you know, don't want to open my mouth too much, but like, but I, 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 I do think I do th- I do think Neha part of it as well is that Kevin is a guy who last time he played this game was arguably the most popular person in the house while he yeah. was in there. And I think he really knows the value of being uh, popular in Big Brother Canada. And I think for him, when he saw those boos about Netta and all this other stuff, I think and also to having it be a double as well. I think he was just like, uh, he just didn't know what to do. I just think he was like, uh, That's maybe so losing foolish. that yeah. isn't so bad. It is foolish. Don't get me I'm wrong. Sorry. It's foolish. Why should any of, and that's why like when you guys, when we talk about Cindy, like hearing the cheers or the boots for Netta, why do you give a shit at this point? Like you were going back to the second time. You're going to let like the crowd, like, well, like, here's what it is, Neha. Here's what yeah. it is. Here's they what don't it is. care if you win money. They don't care. No, they yeah. don't care either. I they agree. Don't get a steak dinner. I agree. But I think what's met, what the thing that is really etched this into their brains is that on their season, both Cindy and Kevin, the most popular people on the season, one of them was going to go home, Brittany or Sarah. And then what happened? Canada came in and saved the day, saved Brittany, saved Godfrey, and put Bruno out of the game. And Bruno wasn't popular, so Bruno didn't get that power. Now, Bruno doesn't care. Bruno was just playing his game. But for Kevin and Cindy, two people who I know who are concerned about that sort of thing, I do think that's in the back of their mind. Is it a mistake? Yes, it absolutely is a mistake. But I think that whole coup d'etat I think that's the reason why they're thinking I'm about so, that. Okay, well, it's BB Ken. It's BB Ken. They huh? They do crazy stuff. Okay, no, I get that. But if these guys are playing to like, you know, if if you're saying that these people are playing for like to be liked in that and whatnot, maybe they should have done a little more for the first five weeks. Was like they didn't do shit. Sorry, if when they go home and yeah, watch the show, sure. it's the Netta and Ika show first five weeks guaranteed. Yes. They, they did everything. So these guys are barely on the show. So like if these are people who are playing for Canada's love, they're, they're also people that are playing for airtime. And guess what? They didn't do a very good job of it. Kevin's going to get airtime no matter what because Kevin is the reporter. Kevin has that personality. <laughs> the reporter, I but, like it. <laughs> but but realistically, if you think that they're two people that are playing for Canada's love, they're also two people that 100% are playing for airtime and they didn't do a good job at that. So. Yeah, I mean, that's the hard thing with Big Brother Canada is yeah. there are people going in there who are like, okay, I have to play the game, I have to play production, and I also have to play Canada. It's like there's three games going on at the same yeah. time. It's imp- Unless you're Ika Wong, it's impossible to, pl- impossible to play good in all three. I think Ica- you just got to be yourself. I think you just got to be yourself. And you just got to hope. You can't try to do anything else because it's too you hard. Can. You can't. You can't. You just got to go in. You got to be yourself. And maybe, you know, try to make production happy. You don't want to piss them off. But you can't fo- focus on Canada. It's too hard to please no. them because they change with know. the wind. You never know. Netta wins this power the first week, and it's like, oh, Netta's the queen. She's the best. And then two weeks later, everyone's like, oh, we hate Netta. She's yeah. terrible. Let's get her out of the house. Who would have ever thought, yeah, that Netta right? would be hated? Like, you know what I mean? Who would have because ever thought? thought that yes that Netta would be unpopular that yeah that Ica would be the hero of this season I don't think anybody would have predicted that going yeah. in but here we are Ica's the hero and Netta was the villain she got taken out so uh, lesson to future players don't worry about Canada just play the game and mm-hmm. hope for the best and if yeah. you're and another thing if you're safe 
if you're safe and nobody's coming after you for a fact and you know this, just don't win HOH. <laughs> don't win HOH because look what happened to Cindy. I mean, Kevin it was sucks. Like so happy when he lost that HOH against Cindy. I mean, I, I, he was so happy. He he probably was, but in hindsight, I think he's very pissed. If he had because, thought about who that ally was, he probably right. If yeah. if if Kevin would have fought harder for that, and who knows? I don't think Kevin threw it. I genuinely think Kevin thought that was the number. I think Cindy was trying to throw it by putting twenty two. Mm-hmm. Um, or whatever it was. Uh, but uh, yeah, in hindsight, I mean, you know what? At first, Kevin was like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Cindy yeah, won. She'll the won. blood in her hands. Yeah. yeah, I'll be good. But nope, that didn't really go so well for it, did, did, you, did it, Kev? I mean, not, uh, no. Well, and yeah. maybe that's why like he's nowhere to be found there for a while. I don't think he really believed this was something Cindy would do because it's just so not in her best interest, especially from Kevin's perspective, that he probably thought, oh, well, I'm good. I'm, I don't have to worry. He shouldn't have to worry. No, they no, didn't. No, yeah, so. Four people, like, yeah, like, even for, like, Netta, like, Netta should have never gone home on Bruno, Kevin, Jackie, or Cindy's HOH. So she's probably, yeah. like, sitting there chilling. And then yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Well, even, yeah, you saw in the veto, like, I don't know if Netta was throw. I don't think Netta was throwing it, but, I mean, if you look at the effort that, like, Netta's putting into that, she's like, ah, you know, I don't really need to try that hard. I'm okay, Cindy's yeah. HOH. Uh, but, no, different story. So, there you go. It's a crazy game, guys. Um, uh, Neha, and then this week, too, with just, uh, like, we haven't talked about it much, but this this will, I mean, to me, this will be the week that's remembered as, like, the one week that Karen was taken seriously in this game because oh, Dylan so gave her, like, so much control over his decision-making, and as a result, Karen now thinks she has, like, a lot of say in the house when, like, the reality is, like, by next week, I don't think anyone but Dylan is going to be taking her seriously, and, in fact, a lot of people already are not. Yeah, well, I like, like, yo, they showed today, like, the, those five are making an alliance, right? Yes. Yeah. So, like so that, that, is that is that a thing? Is that a thing? Well, I don't know. Alex? Like they're, they're five newbies. Why the hell not? Yeah, I, it makes sense. They've talked yeah. about it, but really, what that is is just a bigger amalgamate. Like that's solidified with Ica and Demi. That's basically everyone against Kevin and Bruno is what that alliance is. Uh, conversely, Kevin, Bruno, and Jackie have decided today to call themselves the Peasants because that's what Ica calls them. <laughs> in the so now that when they talk awkward. about the peasants, Ica won't know who they're talking about. Okay, that is that is that great. That was Kevin's idea. That's a great idea. Uh, bro, uh, Kevin, good job, man. I love that. That's so good. Uh, and that's I, I love how Ica is calling everyone the peasants. That's very funny as well. Uh, yeah, but in their peasant room too, because the three of them are have nots this week. <laughs> right. Speaking of uh, speaking of peasants, Karen, uh, peasants. Yeah. No. Speaking. Yes. Yeah, Yes, talking about peasants. No, speaking of Karen, uh, who's not one of the peasants at this point, uh, who knows uh, where where Ica will will put her next week. Uh, but I, that whole situation, we didn't talk about it too much. But yeah, we saw on the on the show tonight, Alex, that Karen basically catches William red-handed, and William's like, uh, "No, it is nothing." Uh, ha ha! I was very bad liar. Around. Or, I mean, in, in fairness to William, how do you lie in a situation like yeah. that? You are yeah. you are caught. Uh, has Karen has Karen been mentioning this idea of a secret veto to people in the house? Because she immediately said to William, she was like, "Oh man, remember on season two there were secret vetoes." So has that been a thing that Karen has been bringing up at all? Uh, in the house on the feeds. Uh, yeah, she's been talking about secret vetoes for the last like two days, and we didn't necessarily know why, and now we do. Now we understand. Wow. It's because she kind of caught William there at the wall, and she, yeah, that's what sparked it in her brain, and she's been talking about it ever since. And she hasn't, she hasn't thrown William, lumped William's name in with that. She's just said secret vetoes in general. Yeah, no, William. See, like, uh, yeah, I mean, he's not like in trouble yet, but as soon as they say. 
a veto has been used and it will remain anonymous. Like she's going to go, William, it was you. It was you. Like that's definitely coming. There's no way around that now. I don't think because yeah, no. I mean, he really was, he was at a hole in the wall and yeah, I mean, he just turns around and he's like, yeah, like what? Neha, would, would it not have made sense for William to just wait for everyone to go to bed? Like, why did William just have to do it in that moment? Right? Did that not? Yeah, unless they said, ah. They might have yeah. said, I mean, who knows? They might have said, William, you have, and they didn't show on the show, but hey, William, you have three hours to get this thing. I have, uh, you know what? Knowing production, they probably did uh, because they made a great, it made great TV. How great would it, it would have been boring if he was just going in at night, just yeah. looking around, going into that little hole. Uh, but yeah, so nerve wracking. Uh, I, I, I was the whole time I was just like, oh my god, William! Yeah. This is even when he was getting the clues. I was like, yeah. oh, this is this is so risky. Um, but uh, and it was okay. it's, you, you could tell it's like pitch black and he's claustrophobic. Yeah. So it's just like, eh, like I don't like this. this is where where am I going? <laughs> I would have been the Brother, exact same way. Stop! I'm claustrophobic. This is not fun for me. <laughs> I, I, I I was impressed that William has claustrophobic in his vocabulary. I imagine it's similar uh, in, uh, in in en français as it is. Uh, on anglais uh but uh claustrophobic yeah but that's probably it claustrophobic <laughs> if there's somebody who's french for the q-u-e at the end yes yeah yeah honest to god that's probably what it is if there's somebody who's uh, bilingual listening to this podcast please tweet me and let me know what the uh what claustrophobic is uh in french uh, i don't know if that's it but that's the hashtag I think. <laughs> claustrophobic. uh neha you got time for some questions here sure Okay, let's take some questions here. This one is from Mr. Robot Terran. Mr. Robot Terran says, uh, where does Cindy's move in backdooring Netta rank in terms of the worst moves in Big Brother Canada history? Uh, well, it's certainly not the worst move, uh, Neha, but uh, we know who, which, what that is. But where, where do you think this ranks in terms of poor moves? I personally don't think it's in the top just because I think it, you know, it was, if we're looking at results-oriented, I think it was very bad. But I think there had to be a very clear sequence of events for it to unfold this way. So what do you think? Uh, I mean, I guess she doesn't take your status. <laughs> no, no, does not. Um, but I think it's pretty close, man. She you, went you from, think so? Yeah, wow. I'm telling you. And like, it's, it's so sad, so sad about this because it's like she literally went from like, I think, she, I think she's going to win the game. I thought, I thought there's a very good chance she was going to make it really, really, really far, really deep. Like Kevin and Bruno would go home before her for sure because she still had – she still was good with Ika and them. She still was okay with William and Dre and shit. And like, she in like a matter of it's that that HOH like, it like it just ruined her. I think. I think like in it was a really really bad move. And this person went from playing the best game in the best position to like literally going home. So that is a really bad move. I I think what yeah, we she's do- only in contention with herself. <laughs> Poor, poor Cindy. I think that's probably true. I think if you're asking me to rank the worst moves, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Like, what do you think? Uh, Cindy is one of them, and Cindy's the second. But I, I don't know what order they are. But what was the bad move like, last time? Flipping on Jordan when Jordan was never going to come after her. Like she was the vote that sent him home. Yeah, and no, like no, no. Jordan had move. no reason to target her. That was pretty bad. Yeah, well, was Jordan was. You, not, you think it's a good move because it was, was your was move. Lo- yeah, it was my move. Jordan was not loyal to Cindy, so Jordan would have flipped to her. Jordan was with the 
Yeah, no, sorry. That, that was a good move. For All right, fine. Well, this one's worse. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. For, yeah, so for the record, for the record, uh, I, I, I hear what both of you are saying, but I, I would not I would not have got, voted out since you were targeted or anything, but I would have looked out for my other guys. You're and, a lead attacker, Kevin, so you people. needed her. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, you guys, yeah. I, I think this this move is worse. We'll never than, know. We'll never from know. My perspe- from my this perspective, this move is worse. This, move is, right. this right. move is worse because yeah. last time, Cindy, she had no play, no matter what. Yes, yes you know, mm-hmm. I mean, her point, I think she could have tried to get in with the power or do something last time with us, but even no, then, she, she was a dead man walking. On. She, was, she yeah. was a dead man walking. This time, she was, Cindy was going to win the this. Complete game. opposite. Cindy was going to win the game. Set yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, she was going to win the game. So it sucks. I don't think it's the worst move in BB Can history, personally. I don't think it's in the top five, uh, but I do think it's, but it's, it's pretty just bad. Yeah, it's a bad move. For this season, it's one of the the worst moves we've seen this season, which yeah, I, I hate to sure. say. I'm sorry for Cindy. She deserved yeah, better. Tough. But, uh, you know, it's just, she, was, she was playing such a good game, too. It's, so good. Ah, so good. Sunny in the, Sunny in the chat room says Topaz is number one. <laughs> That's probably fair. Yeah, Topaz. Uh, yeah, love you, Topaz. But <laughs> I think a bad I, move. I mean, it's not uh, well, different podcast for a different day. <laughs> uh, and just for the record, uh, uh, my pal Luna in the chat says, uh, claustrophobe. Is uh is the uh, translation for claustrophobic en français? So I like mine uh, better. It sounds like it could be like a line of Calvin Klein. Claustrophobic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's take this next question. This one is from uh, Pierre uh, Mercier or Mercier. Uh, 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 maybe that's probably the correct pronunciation. All this French on this podcast. Uh, Pierre asks, would the vets have stood a better chance if they started out numbered like BB thirteen? Uh, an intentional Matt Singh situation. So if you've seen Survivor Philippines, uh, the situation where uh, Malcolm and Denise start out where they basically their whole tribe gets decimated. There's two of them left and everyone wants to work with them because nobody's scared of them. What do you think about that, Neha? Do you think the vets would have been, had a, uh, done a better job this season of staying together if it just started out with four of them against 12 newbies? Mm, staying together? Yeah, like it, just in terms of their longevity as a group. Depends just in terms the, of depends who the four vets are. Yeah, I I I, I, I think it's hard. What it depends on. Yeah, I agree. Because you had, yeah, yeah, totally. I was gonna say you had four vets in the U.S. season this past summer, and this was about when they blew up too, and it was because Davon yeah. and Frank were combustible personalities who couldn't work together. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think depends. yeah, I think if you had like Cindy, uh, Netta. Bruno and Kevin, yeah, they're fine because they're all you know a bunch of people from the same season. And Netta, I think that would have worked out. But I think yeah. if you you know if you put in, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. It just depends on what the it's, combo. It's a dynamic, is. yeah. But I mean, uh, if if say five vets went out early and then one was left, that person has an opportunity to you know build real relationships with other people. And then, but now like you know like it's hard to say. Like there's still four, there's still four in there, and. Um, it, 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 it is hard to say. It is. But do we think, Neha, yeah. do we think a vet is – because at the beginning of this thing, I said, without a doubt, a vet is winning this season. There's like, just just go to sleep for a month. Like, it's fine. Yeah. One of the veterans is going to win. But now we're at a point where I don't know if I can be that confident in saying that anymore. Are you confident that a veteran is going to win this game? I, I feel – I have a feeling, yeah. But, I mean, that's also wishful thinking because, like, of any of them, I, I, I'm I'm praying for, like – a veteran final two, obviously, because like I'm friends with all four of them. How crazy yeah. is that? Um, but uh, it's like, this game you can't even. It's so unpredictable. Like you know what I mean? Like it's it's not like you know I I would 
again, I'm going back to this. I would have honestly thought Cindy was going to sit in the final two where it would be a clean, a clean, if she's continue playing the way she was playing, she was one person that I could say, you know, no one else is going to try to take her out with a twist. A twist won't take her out. Something won't take her out. But at this point, we know it's Big Brother Canada. There's going to be another double or something. There's going to be something random, some random shit that happens that anybody could be taken out. For example, if this veto thing happens and this guy uses it, he's going to take a hit at Netta or a Aika and Dimitri, Aika's gonna go home. Like if Aika yeah. goes home, then it's like she's 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 destined for a, a win. Like she's so far has you know. If you ask me, she's already won the season. But like it's 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 very you know it's it's very hard to predict, and I, I think it'd be hard for them. But I'm I'm hopeful. Yeah, I think if we were playing BBUS, I, I would put my money on Aika. Yeah, I put my money on Aika for sure. We yeah. know there's some shit that's gonna happen. There wasn't really a big. There hasn't. No one went out really by. No one went out by a twist yet. Right. Yeah. No, by twist. no, no, not really. They, they must. They absolutely must. They'll have something. They, they have to. They have to. They, something's going to come for sure. Uh, yeah. I, I, who of the newbies is standing out to you the most as having a chance to win? Honestly, they're all the same like level of like, I feel like I feel even like everyone talks shit about Karen, but she's actually kind of smart. Like she has a good read on what's happening. She's probably smarter than like, the few people like Dylan and like, I feel like Jackie's just still kind of irrelevant. Like, I, I guarantee you that Bruno's keeping Jackie around for a reason. Mm-hmm. For a reason. Bruno's a mm-hmm. smart man. Very smart man. You better believe he's not letting someone like Ika or Dimitri get to final two or even Kevin. Bruno's way too smart to take Kevin to final two because Kevin's a likable character. And, you know, Kevin could win doing nothing just because he's a nice guy. He has this great personality. So it's like, I feel like, what was the question again? I'm so lost. Which like, newbie, hey, which newbie do you, do you like okay, the most so I, to win? So I don't think Jackie could ever win. Okay. But I feel like she's a final two. Um, I feel like any of it, I think it's like fair game. I think it's fair game for all of them because I feel like Dre's being a play a good game. She's smart. She's a good read on what's going on. Uh, William's now aligning himself with like the other side, which is Kevin and Bruno. So it's like, they're all pretty like in a, good position like no one's other than Jackie has like done really nothing like Karen hasn't done much but Karen's actually pretty smart to think she can get herself there I think yeah I I think it's crazy but I I think Karen is in a really good spot to get all the way to the end uh but again same thing as Jackie Alex I don't think Karen could win in a final two vote I mean it depends on who she's against but Jackie uh, it's hard yeah, to Jackie. see. Yeah, Jackie, I guess. Yeah, I guess Jackie. Well, yeah. I think that's interesting because, you know, if you look at the jury, like Netta likes Jackie more than Karen. Bruno does. Kevin does. Like, it becomes very close, I think. Like, Jackie actually really has a shot against Karen simply because Karen, like, is so mean to people for no reason. Like, yeah, that's she's true. perceptive. But, like, she's, like, really – She's really done a good job of making sure Kevin will never vote to give her money for really no reason. Like, she just doesn't like that guy. So like, yeah, I mean, so that, you know, that's where it gets interesting. Like Karen, Jackie, Dylan, like those are the three, I think that everyone else should be looking to take to the end because to me, those are the three that seem like they've done the least or like seem like they're probably like the easiest to beat. I think like uh, of the new players, Dimitri is certainly someone who's like played really well. Obviously, like it's hard to say that because he was in, he would have gone home this week if he didn't win veto. Like he was in real trouble. But now that he's won veto, I do think like in most situations, if Ike had gone up with him, Ike would have been in the target over him. It's just that Ike didn't go up. So in most situations, I think Ike is a shield for Dimitri. So I think he's going to go far. 
Um, and yeah, I think William is just really well insulated because, you know, he can, he's in a spot right now where he's kind of like shielded on one side by Bruno and Kevin and shielded on the other side by Dre and, you know, the people that she's working with. So I think it's going to be a good while before William's name comes up. And that's why, like, I don't know if it'd be in his best interest to use the thing next week, mm-hmm. but you know, there was an interesting conversation today between him and Dre where he's saying like, I'm not playing the game I wanted to play and it's frustrating that he wanted to like come in and be someone who took big swings and, you know, made big moves and stuff, but he's astute enough to realize that that's not how he would win. Like based on where he is each week, he's assessing and saying a big move does not benefit me now where the house stands right now. I'm not in danger. And he's doing that each way. And that's what you need to do. You need to assess whether or not this makes sense for me, not just, is this something that would be good to shake things up? And like, that's what he's actually doing. So like if, if he maintains that and keeps the house, in this current state of like Kevin Bruno war versus Ike and Dimitri's like, that's great for him. William Jackie final two. I could definitely see that. Yeah. It's, it's so hard to say. I think this veto next week, when we see how that plays out, I think that's really going to put things into motion as we get down to the tomorrow is huge. HOH tomorrow is huge. Speaking of that HOH tomorrow question from friend of the show, Edmo Edward Morris, he says, who does not need this HOH tomorrow and who in turn, and I'm, I'm going to throw this in, who do you think needs it most? So Neha, I'll throw the first part to you, or I'll throw this to you. Who do you think needs this the most tomorrow? Uh, four people, Kevin, Bruno, Ika, and Dimitri. Garen, yep. That's it. That's it. Damn. That's those it. four. I, it's, I think it's going to be one of those four. I think they're going to push so, way harder than everyone else. And, and the, I, other five can, the other five can pick whatever, the, whoever, whoever they want to go after. Yeah. Either those two or these two, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Alex, so that in terms of who doesn't need to win, basically everyone except those four does doesn't well, really need to win tomorrow. I think so, yeah. Because the thing is, yeah, I mean, you put one of those pairs up on the block, one of those members wins a veto, someone's going to go up next to them, but I think the other person is going home. So I, it's hard to see a scenario where anyone goes up next to where like Kevin wins veto and Jackie goes up next to Bruno, and they, they, no one's voting Jackie out over Bruno, or no one's voting out. Dylan over Ica, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, uh, it seems likely to me that one of those like power four players, the four people left from the original six, like one of them is probably doomed next week. Just hard, hard to say who at this point. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, it depends who the middle wants to keep. Like it depends who like the newbies want to keep. Yeah. Yeah, Well, they have all the power. William and Dre are the swing. Like if they wanted to save Cindy, they could this week. William and Dre could swing to Bruno and Kevin and save Cindy if they wanted to. I mean, William and Dre hold all the power at this point in the game. Next Mm -hmm. week they could swing. This week they can swing like that to some if they decide to stay together. And really that's the issue is like today they're arguing about which way to go. They need to, you know, stay as a tight unit, which is what they've been the whole game. But assuming they stay together and go the same way, they control the outcome of where this goes. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, one last question before we wrap things up today. Uh, this one is from Tony's Llama. Tony's Llama says, simple question for Neha. Does she prefer hashtag Bayha or hashtag Slayha? <laughs> oh, God, none. It's none. No. <laughs> Wait, you don't like Slayha, Neha? Come uh, on. That's, okay, that is the, that is the that was that's official, the official that's Neha the official hashtag. Ha- that's the official hashtag. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Good. I was oh. going to say, because if, if people were calling me, uh, well, I, I can't really, it doesn't really work, but if they were calling me like Slay P instead of JP, <laughs> I'd be like, all right, I like that. I like that. Hard not to, even like, I, I don't, I don't like yeah. that lingo, but it's, it's hard not to like that, Neha. Uh, Alex, you were going to jump in on something? Yeah, I was just going to say Noah reminded me in the chat room to mention that Karen won some kind of um, 
like advantage for the HOH competition tomorrow. Oh God. Karen's yeah. winning HOH. <laughs> Watch so, out, yo. Kevin. Watch out. Kevin, she's coming for you. You know she ain't throwing it either. No, she's not. No, that no. doesn't compute, I don't think. I, you know, part of me hopes. Do it for all those old timers out there, Jordan. Part of me hopes that Karen wins HOH. She puts up Kevin and someone else, not Bruno. She probably would put them both up. But then somehow uh, Bruno wins the veto, and then William saves Kevin with his secret veto just to see Karen's face. It would be so great. So great. I also think her HOH-itis would just be through the roof oh if she God. was going to win HOH. It was bad enough this week when she wasn't when she wasn't HOH, but just yeah. had someone listening to her for a change. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that is going to do it for this edition of uh, the Happy Hour. Thank you so much, everybody uh, watching us live. Thank you to Alex Kibble for the live feed updates. And thank you to Dr. Neha Serene for being so generous with your time. It's uh, it's like it's 1230 a.m. on the East Coast. So uh, we appreciate your time, Neha. I hope you get some. uh, Do you have to be up early tomorrow? I'm in the office at 9 a.m. Oh no. Neha, I'm sorry. It's okay. okay. It's all good. I, 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 when I was at reality, Rally, I was talking to Johnny called Trulio and it was the same thing. I was like, Johnny, I was like, he was, he was, we were going to bed at like two one night and he's like, yeah, this is like normal for me. I was like, dude, how do you like, and he yeah. goes to work at like six. I was like, man, I, I really don't want to be like, I, I feel so inadequate as an adult. Cause I, if I, I can't, if I go to bed at 1230. <laughs> work like, hard, I, play hard, Jordan. Yeah. I can't That's function the next day. I can't, if I have to be up early, no, I'm out. So uh, thank you so much, Neha. Any final thoughts uh, on the season in general or anything before we get out of here? It's amazing. I think it's like one of the best seasons. It's been so cool to watch these guys play, especially because like we have like an insight on like how they actually operate. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's just been mind blowing. It's impeccable. So, oh, so crazy. Watching before we go off air, I, I, yes. I, I'd like to know, like, what was the deal with this, the fake story Ica made up about you? Because we have you on the podcast. Oh my god. Oh wow. Alex put Neha on the spot. Is it really like I mean you don't answer it if it's like that serious. No, no, it's not, just, it's not it's not I didn't it's think like, it was. Okay. Um Ica based okay, so first of all, Ica has been like mentioning my name like yeah. so much. We are very, very, very good friends. Mm-hmm. And hashtag Ica, team petty. Yeah, like we're very good friends. I'm, I'm but I'm very good friends with the other three too. Um, like season three people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Ica knows how big the connection is like that I have with season three. And because um, I remember what she, like initially she went to Kevin and she was like, oh, like, you know, like, and I, if this is true. Like I've said really, really nice things about Kevin before. And she knows about all my friendships. You know what I mean? Um, and she went, I, 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 someone sent me a link and she was like, Neha said like, all, Neha said all these nice things about you. Like she really likes you, blah, blah, blah. And Kevin said, yeah, well, like Neha's told me like, whatever, like, uh, you know, but I got this and that. I don't know if he, like, if I actually did or he just, like, said that back to her, but that happened. And then, um, so basically, like, Ika went to Netta and, like, said all this shit, like, Neha said this about Cindy and blah, 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 and, like, all this shit that, like, completely was not true. Like, mm-hmm. it just a like, random shit. Like, I don't know exactly what she said, but people were tweeting me about it. Right. Um, and then the next thing you see is, like, Cindy go or Netta goes to Cindy and is, like, Ika told me this, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. This is how Ika, like, tested Netta to see if she could trust yeah. her with information. Oh, and then man. obviously, She like, used Neha in the, in the conversation. It was very interesting. And th- the reason why I know this is also because, like, in that instant, when Netta was, like, you know, told Cindy all these things, they cut the feeds, but Cindy I did go back to Ika, and I think she asked her. I don't. They didn't really show that on the feeds. Like, I didn't get that part, but I did get the part where... Um, 
they were talking and Aika goes to Cindy. I should have, I should have listened to Neha. She said, don't t- trust Bruno. Mm. Okay. So this happened. This is such a complicated story. So Aika goes to Cindy. Yeah. Neha said, don't trust Kevin. Don't trust Bruno. Never said these things to her because first of all, who the fuck knew Bruno was going to play big brother again? (laughs) No, there's names thrown around. Like no one really knew who was playing. I didn't know who was playing. Like I always had no involvement with anybody. Um, But she said that. And so then Cindy goes back to Bruno and it's like, I just said that Neha said, don't trust Kevin and Bruno. And then Kevin's like, oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Ika told me. Not to trust you and Kevin. Like, it's just a mess. A fucking mess, okay? But basically, like, I think it reiterated in Cindy's head, like, because Aika didn't say to her, don't, like, Neha didn't say anything about you. So, like, I think Cindy kind of figured, like, and then again, she went and evicted Neta. I'm not saying that's why, but I'm saying, like, it's very interesting. That's why I'm saying how cool it is. It's like these people are using their outside relationships. It's phenomenal. Yeah. You're the she, literally, she literally used your name as a tool to dismantle the alliance that was running the house. Like, well, that is pretty cool. I don't want to say that, but I'm just saying cool. No, I said that. I said Neha that. Neha ended the six. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. No, it's just that she used, like, knowledge or, like, knowledge or relationships yeah. and then to get real information out because oh, like, she used huge. personal, like, relations. It's very cool. I think it's, like, it's, like, a very good game move. And I guess for Bruno, it's very good because he's doing the same thing. Yeah. Because when yeah. Cindy went to him, he was like, oh, well, like Neha would say that. Like, she actually said to me that I shouldn't trust you guys. So it, that, like, never happened. So it's, like, so funny that, like. It's crazy. That. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, you're the ninth house guest uh, on this <laughs> bet this season, Neha. So oh, God. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I guess for a hashtag tonight. We're going to go with hashtag uh, claustrophobic in honor of uh, Alex Kidwell's request. So we'll if I already so- said it would be. You're going to make me look bad if it's no, <laughs> no, I, I will go with your wishes, Alex. We'll go with that as okay. a hashtag. So uh, if you want to follow on uh, Neha on Twitter, you can follow her. She is at Neha Serene. You can follow Alex. He's at Alex Kidwell. You can follow me. I'm at Jordan Parhar. Uh, tweet us using the hashtag to let us know what you thought about this episode. Leave some comments on uh, robiswebsite.com. We'll uh, glad to read those uh, after each episode. And we will be back tomorrow night live after the eviction with Joel from Big Brother Canada 4. So it should be a lot of fun. The whole game board is going to reset, I think, tomorrow. So uh, it's going to be a wild night. So we will see you tomorrow. All right. That is going to do it for this edition of the Happy Hour. For Alex Kidwell and Neha Serene, I'm Jordan Parhar. Hashtag claustrophobic. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. The theme song of the reality TV We're Happy Hour is written and performed by Ryan Elder. Check out more of his work at ryaneldermusic.com.